When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. We're back. I have Dr. Brad Miller and Coach Nathan West. Because Brad is a dietitian, so he is a doctor, I guess. He's better than our doctor for our football game Friday night. That's all I'll say about that. Um, we're back. Nice, nice week zero college football. Our Illinois final and I played. Did not disappoint. One and oh, baby. Big Ten leaders. Michigan ain't got shit on that. We are the best team in the Big Ten statistically right now. Yes. We are the so best now team. what we do is is we just like what? Cancel a few games, hold off a few games, say we're gonna play somebody on a practice field in a parking lot at the State Farm Center. And then we're Big Ten champions. That's how it works. Exactly. As long as we have the highest winning percentage, it doesn't matter how many total wins. Yes. We know that 
Thanks a lot, Kevin Warren, for being the worst commissioner in college sports. Hey, whatever it takes to get to that Big Ten championship, we Illinois will take it. Yes, sure. true. So it does not matter. Real quick, you guys that have not subscribed yet and watch, fucking subscribe. I don't know what to tell you. Just just hit that button. Like, what yeah. the hell? We have enough viewers now or we can start preaching subscribes? We, those are rookie numbers. Oh, okay. You got to get them up. All right. <laughs> like right here. It's favorite thing about Sundays. This is church. But he's a subscriber. Yeah. I guarantee you he's subscribed. He needs to get more. He needs to get on it. I want that whole EIU football team to follow. <laughs> we will cover EIU football from the parking lot. I will sell my soul. <laughs> Can we do that? Can we do a live podcast from like EIU's first home game? Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, we've tried to do this now multiple times. And this time, I'll let it slide, Steve, but we tried to do one from the Big Ten Championship game. And you deboned us. True. And then Darn yesterday, me. you had the well, option. That's enough. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> oh, sorry. You guys glitched out there. Yeah. Yeah. In all honesty, Steve, you kind of made the right decision. It was so hot yesterday. The entire stadium ran out of water. Yeah. Yeah, they were out of water. When I when they would zoom in on Bielema and he's in like that pullover and pants, I'm like, oh my God. How? How on earth? Hey, but you know what though? Respect. That's my coach. Like that guy did, doesn't sweat. Did you see? No, no, no. After the game, uh reporter was like, Are you getting emotional about your first win at Illinois? He's like, No, I'm just sweating. <laughs> There's a picture I shared. He's sitting in a chair just like all the way back with a bottle of water. And he's just sitting there. And they're like, look at this majestic beast. And I was like, that's my coach. Yes. I, I shared. I was like, that's my coach right there. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that oh, was good yeah. stuff. Like, they even showed uh, Coach Miller on the sideline. He wasn't sweating either. I'm like, what is going on right now? What I love is whole coaching staff, polos, dress pants, Coach Belima looks like he's going to Planet Fitness. <laughs> with bright orange shoes. Yes, with bright orange shoes. He looked like a big-ass blueberry walking around with two little orange dots. Brad, <laughs> me and Nathan told you he's a big guy, and you he's can hear his dude. voice everywhere. I could even hear it on the TV. Yeah. Well, who who was it that got hurt that Belima, like, walked halfway onto the field? Luke yeah, and Ford. then – and then they got him up, and you could tell Bielema was like, son of a bitch, had to walk back over. He literally had just gotten to the sideline, and he's and Luke Ford gets up and limps across the field faster than Bielema makes it back. <laughs> but you want to know what? I love every minute of it because that sideline was hopping. The energy was very good. I was about to say, is this just a line I recap? We're, we're gonna, that's all I was going to say. So real quick, okay. with the zero fans we have because I told them to subscribe and they left. Damn. We're going to talk Illinois recap. You scared them off. Then we're going to talk about. I mean, the only other exciting thing in week zero was UCLA. I didn't think they were going to do that to Hawaii at all. They ruined my parlay. Thanks a lot, Chip Kelly. You decide to coach again all of a sudden. Bum. Freaking bum with his stupid visor. 
Um, then we're going to talk week one and then talk about Illinois again. But week one, have some picks, tell you who to bet on, make money, because we told you to take Illinois straight up and the plus six and a half. And someone bet their mortgage on Nebraska, so now they're homeless. <laughs> and we'll talk a little Scott Frost. He's on the very hot seat. And I think that's all we have. We don't want to do Bears because it's preseason. Who cares? Yeah. No one cares. But I will say this real So we're going to talk Illinois right now. I want to bring that up. When Luke Ford got hit on the sideline, so on the TV, it shows Bielema walking over. Now you guys tell me. It looked like somebody on Nebraska's sideline said something to him on the TV when they had the camera on him. He turned around and told them to get away from his player and like told him to back up. And I'm like, Oh, really? We didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. he said something. I don't know if that's exactly what he said, but somebody said something to him and he turned around and said something to the ref, said something to their sideline. Yeah, because it was like they were all kind of crowded around him and then they all did kind of step back. And I. I put it out there. I said, Lovey Smith wouldn't have done that. Like, Lovey would not have walked out there and did that. And I said, he has the team. I said, he's already had the team. I said, that right there proves he has the team. Like, that's that. If any question about Brent Bielma is right there, he walked, I mean, you guys said it. He had to walk all the way over there. They're trying to walk all the way back. But every time a player was hurt, guess who was out there? He He was. He was. He walked out there and he's like, I'm going to make sure you're okay. And Lovey never did that. Which, by the way, uh, I do want to say this because of the hot day. Kudos to the strength and conditioning staff. Me and Brad actually talked about this yesterday on that hot ass field and no real, no cramping issues. It was actually legitimate. Like, I think Ford might have got the wind knocked out of him, but the other guys were, you know, like the Peters injury was not cramps. Neither was our defensive lineman. Like, that was a pretty clean yeah. game. The only other person that got hurt was C.J. Hart, and yeah. I that wasn't conditioning-based. I think he just got rolled up on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Luke Ford just got, like, spun, and he hit the ground. So the wind got knocked out of him, but, like, you don't know. He's laying there. He's not moving. I thought it was his yeah. knee because when he got turned, I thought maybe it was his leg. Yeah, his foot got caught. But I just wanted to shout out – he'll never listen to this. Coach Bielema walking out there defending the players on their sideline. He didn't care. He walked right into that sideline. He didn't care. Like, yeah. Lovey wouldn't have done that. Not saying Lovey didn't care, but that solidified that he has won that locker room. Well, and just the energy of the team. When Lovey – there was a big divide between off and offense and defense like when Lovey was there on the sideline, like the defense never really got up to watch the offense. And I get it. You got to go over adjustments. You got to talk and stuff, but it was very NFL ish in that the offense and defense almost seemed like two separate entities. And yesterday, other than for like little meetings that they had on the sidelines, dude, they were up watching the game. Like every player was invested in the game. That was nice to see. Well, Jay Cutler now has a podcast. So I listened to the first episode and he brought that up. They brought up Lovey Smith, and he said that locker room was so divided of, like, Lovey's defense was over here, and then the offense was over here. And yes. they never really talked. And those were Lovey's guys, and Lovey did that at Illinois, and you can't do that in college. You can't say, hey, defense is over here. Offense, you're over there, and screw you. Like, it's so divided, and we talked about this before. It, it, Watching it with Lovey, like you said, there's two teams. 
And Lovey's not running on down on the sideline. He's not bumping up and down. Even on TV, like all those Illinois coaches were like fist bumping, jumping around. The players were jumping around. And there was one of the coaches I thought could have done a 52 inch box jump <laughs> on big plays. I should, the, the dude was, I mean, it was a ton of energy. I loved it. I loved it. It was so opposite of what we're used to seeing, right? Like so Absolutely. opposite, but, but even in the eye of the storm, like Brett Bielema is still like the eye of the storm. Like everybody else has a ton of energy, and then he's like this calm controller of the sideline. Well, even so, you and I talked about this at the game. Like the start of the game was rough. We came out, and the part of Illinois we expected to be really good offensive line played like crap for the first quarter basically. Right. Mm-hmm. We come in, backups in. Our defense is on the field most of that first quarter. And then you saw like everything just settled in. Like that first drive when Satowski got like comfortable and they had an extended drive, you looked at me and he was like they're game planning on defense finally. And they came back out and there's a three and out the next time. I was just like, that's something you never saw with Illinois either. There were no adjustments. Well, Lovey was like live and die by this one or two coverages. And you just have to take the ball away. Our offense with Lovey Smith had no identity. So it was like, just figure out what works. And they talked about it. We have a veteran staff. We can't forget that right now. They're veterans. And yeah. did you see the adjustments they made even at halftime? And like, they've been and they've been at smaller schools, so like they don't have the best guys. Right. You know I mean, even like our defensive coordinator, he's from Missouri, but against the SEC, Missouri is like a smaller fish. Well, then like Peterson, he was he's been at Marshall, but he was at App State. Like they're still good players, but they're not Alabama. He has to game plan. And he saw Nebraska's defense was weak on the outside. So what do he do? He's like, I'm going to motion and go to the outside. I'm going to do wide zone because they're weak. Yep. Like he now, made those game plans. We noticed something weird too. Nathan noticed it, honestly. Like I, but once you said it, early in the game, they would hit a play for big yardage, a run play, and then the next play was the exact same play. Or very similar. It was yeah, the same area. Yeah, they were running like the same concept twice in a row to the same area. And I don't know what that was or why they're, but I don't know if you noticed, like, I didn't think they did that in the second half. No, Um, not as much. They were just like probing. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bedsheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bedsheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. 
Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. I think they were works. just trying. I think they were just trying to see what they could do first half, and just saying like, okay, can we catch them real quick? Um, then when Peters goes down, your game plan changes just a hair. So they're trying to maybe figure out like, okay, what are we going to do? But I think the second half they did run the same plays. They just outformationed them better in the second half. So even though because they ran wides on like three times in a row, but it was different formations, different motions. I think that's what they changed. Mm-hmm. It's fine to run the same play two or three times in a row, but you have to. F- and then they started to have play action off of it. Um, Statowski is a great play action quarterback. And they play. had a lot of jet motion, which I thought was great. Like it was throwing Nebraska off. Because when yeah. you put Isaiah Williams in motion, I mean, you saw it work on that touchdown. Yep. You get that dude in space, he's electric. Steve, the only thing that I wish would have happened on offense was they would have ran a jet in the middle of the field as opposed to just on the goal line. Because it worked so good on the goal line, like, you know that that's coming later on in the season. And that, like, disco motion where they bring him in and then he flares back out, that's, they're going to throw that eventually. They're going to start throwing that. They have to. Like, that. they're going to – because Nebraska wasn't even honoring that motion towards the end of the game. No, that's why they were doing it at the goal line on the short side of the field because they were like, oh, you're going to put your corner off, your inside backer way inside, and that safety back? Well, good luck. We're going to overload this side and go to the other way. Oh, when I when I saw him handed to him on the jet, just with the way I stood up before he'd even got the ball, I yeah. put my arms up because I was like, this is a touchdown. Like, <laughs> it was literally, it was two on three, and we had three people. One of them being the ball carrier. Um, it was just nice to see uh, them move the ball for once in our lives. Like, good play calling, setting things up. And the biggest thing I saw was people were complaining, oh, they were up 30-9 to nine and they gave up points. If that was Lovey Smith's team, we would have lost. Like, yes. who cares? Even if Nick Saban's telling us, like, we're not going to shut people down anymore, then I'm fine with Illinois giving up points. But... If you want an aggressive, stunning, and blitzing defense, you're going to give up a big run, which we did to Martinez in the second half. But we also got five sacks. And I was actually excited when the defense was coming onto the field. Yeah. Like, I, I wanted to watch our defense. Well, you were, talking about, you were talking about defensive coverages. Like, Illinois played straight-up man that whole game. And in the beginning, when Martinez was stepping into throws, it was like, this is going to be a problem because he was hitting him. And then we hit, sacked him twice on one drive, and I don't think he threw a accurate pass for the rest of the game. No. So I get why they did it, and it made sense with time. Yeah. You know, it was just you know, in the beat. 
and watching the stunting up front, like after years of vanilla Lovey Smith defense. One, three, two fives. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like you see Rod Perry coming onto the field, all like 330 pounds of him. And you're like, oh, some shit's about to go down. <laughs> you know? It was well, just that, nice. Oh, go the, ahead. The stunt that they ran uh, with Carey. Oh, God. Slanted both guys out. He lo- And it was like – and that was the thing was Martinez stepped up because he saw this big-ass hole, and then it was, oh, there's there's Rod Carey. I'm done for. There's a wall. Yeah. There's this wall. <laughs> there's a big-ass man coming at me right now. It yeah. was just nice to see game plan, and they would do – you correct me if I'm wrong, there was like cover two, and then they switched to man, or it was just man with cover two in the back. They roll one safety down, do cover zero, and say good luck. They were making – they were disguising pretty well. Yeah. And then once they started getting pressure, that that's what changed the game in my opinion because Martinez, they were just running shallows. Steve, it seemed like all they ran was fucking shallows. They ran a lot of shallows, and they, and they wanted them to move. So if Martinez had to take off, he had, he had space. And we'll get to Nebraska in a minute, but like – kind of like Indiana – when they played Ohio State. Steve, do you ever do that? Here's a question for you because I noticed this. Um, so they Nebraska was running a wide zone, but they had their backside tackle block the backside end like straight up, and then that's what popped Martinez on that big-ass play. Yeah, um, you can do that, and then you could have zone inserts. So sometimes you'll see an inside zone or wide zone, and they'll lock the end and then insert somebody underneath of that. So when that backer's flying over, they, when they cut back, he's cutting them off. Gotcha. So that's just a variation of it where you can lock it. Because if that defensive end is giving you problems, you just mm-hmm. lock it, and eventually when you cut it back, it, nobody's there. Yeah. Yeah, well, they had ran wide zones so much, those linebackers are flowing so – like the Illinois guys were flowing hard. That's why most of the Nebraska's big runs were like a cutback, almost like two holes back. Well, that's the thing about wide zone, and that's why you saw Illinois do wide zone, and people don't know. I mean, I've probably talked about wide zone is supposed to hit up the middle, believe it or not. It's not supposed to go outside. So Illinois, they just kept doing wide zone, and I the offensive line in that second half just dominated. They did. When they locked on a man, they're like, you ain't going anywhere. And we, like... We ran harder. We blocked harder. They tackled better. They flew around better. And I was not worried about that defense at the end of the game of Nebraska scoring. I was like, they ain't scoring. Like, it's fine. And with Lovey Smith, we'd be sitting there like, they're going to score. Something bad's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So Brent Beal has got them playing harder. And that's all we needed. That's all we need. I don't care if we win by one point. Like the mentality of the team is just like you ain't gonna score, you ain't gonna win. Yeah. And then Biloma was calm. Like he's just like it's fine. Yeah. I think at this point you hit on it. Like wins are wins. Right. We're not playing for a national championship berth. Just get the W's. I don't care if they're ugly. You if know. We have an above five hundred season. That is an amazing season in a first year. And for all of the days to have a really good showing, the football program put all their dice in on winning this game because they had, what, 20 recruits there today? 
that's big. So did basketball. Basketball had seven guys there. Like, yeah, they, they put a lot into this and have the student section full, which we'll talk, we should talk about that because we, Nathan and I have a couple opinions about how Illinois runs her student section. Yeah. But I think the most impressive thing that you never saw with Illinois under Lovey Smith was we won the time of possession. And if it wasn't for that last drive that uh, Nebraska had where they chewed a lot of clock, shouldn't have been chewing clock, but had to, we would have trounced them in time of possession. Right. Like we held the ball basically the entire second quarter. Well, that's the other thing with Peterson. Like he understands, like, hey, we're up big. We're going to take time. We're not going to try to go fast pace and this and that. He understands. So we finally have a play caller who's won a national title on a staff, is won at App State as an offensive play caller. He understands 30 years of it, 30 years of coaching on offense. Like, yeah. and Bielma. Like I said, go back and watch the spring game. Bielma's involved in the offense. He's tell, He told on the spring game, we're running this play to set up this play, and if this works, we have this play and this play. Like, he even knows. Yeah. I don't think Lovey knew what offense they were running. Like, <laughs> I don't think he understood it. So I think Bielma knowing both and letting them do their thing, and he's like, it's, a, it, it's fun. Yeah. No, Lovey knew what they were doing on offense because it was just bubble, 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 bubble. That's all or, or, or run into the nose guard. Yeah. Well, you wanna you wanna talk about a head coach not knowing. Do you want to talk about Scott Frost? It's first and first and goal, and Scott Frost runs a QB sneak. Thinking it's fourth and one. Yeah. Which in his defense, his side judge spotted the ball short of the first down marker. Yeah. It- and then somebody overrode that. We can get into conspiracies, but to make that game interesting, you just give them that first down. Yeah. Well, Scott Frost, though, also pissed off the refs because he kept telling the refs they were going too slow. They showed that on TV. He was yelling at them because they weren't spotting the ball fast enough. So you want to piss them off. They're not going to put the ball where you want it. They were down two refs. Did they show that on TV? Yeah. And did you, but did you see Scott Frost? It was right before that last ref got hit. Did you see him freaking out on the refs? They zoomed no. in on it. He took his headset off, and he is red in the face yelling at them, telling them to spot the ball faster and do their job and this, this, and this. And I'm like, don't you realize they're already down one ref? And then right after that happened, the next ref goes down, who's bleeding out of his ear. The camera zoomed in on it. Like, he's bleeding oh, out of his ear. Shit. Yeah. He well, got we said that. Head. Yeah, he had to have gotten hit in the head. Yeah, like the shoulder pad got his shoulder, and then the helmet scraped off his ear. They showed in slow motion. Yeah, and those are grown ass young men. Do running, those running shallow? That guy's running a shallow. That linebacker come flying. Yeah, because they they obviously they didn't show the replay in the stadium, but with how much they were running like shallow and mesh and that kind of like I knew it was like oh shit, this ain't which. Shout out to those refs because there was a big pick call at the end of that game that they caught down two refs. Yeah. And it was obvious what they did, but at the same time, you're down two refs. You're down two refs. It's 106 degrees on that turf. Like, kudos to them. But, yes, Scott Frost is on the very hot seat. He was on the hot seat coming in. 
And I think yeah. they showed it. I think 12 of his losses are by less than eight points while he's been at Nebraska. I think. Um, but Nebraska's not a bad team. They have dudes. Well, here's the deal, Steve. Like, you want to talk about just shitty decision-making, and maybe this is a little thing. But at the end of that first half, right, Illinois got it going. We just re- recover the fumble for a touchdown. And then what does he do? He goes for it. The last – like, he runs the clock down to, like, three seconds. Illinois has five guys deep. And they're, like, man under. They bring a three-man rush and sack your quarterback going directly into the half. Like, we already had momentum. And then we just went ahead and put it up on a pedestal because of that decision. Well, you want to see something funny. You should look up the Fox Sports Reggie Bush's reaction to them running a play. He's like, what are you doing? That was pointless. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're not going to score. And then you got sacked. And if there was any more momentum to be had, we took it. Well, then like you, then the decision-making where he thought it was fourth and one, but it was really first down. You're complaining about going so fast. You went so fast, you didn't know what was going on. That's why sometimes that up-tempo stuff, I don't like. You have no idea what's going on. If you would have taken three more seconds, you would have seen it's first down, and you would have said, hey, 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 stop. Yeah. Just hold on a second. Because ultimately, they wasted a play. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Because I was confused, too, because you, I couldn't see where the ball was, but it said fourth and one. So when yeah. he got the quarterback sneak, I was like, okay, now it's first down. Like two plays later, it said third down or fourth down. I was like, wait. And then they corrected, and they said, oh, the, the spot of the ball, and Scott Frost didn't know. Yeah. Like, he is overcoaching right now. I think that is just panicking of his job, and they're under investigation. Like, we can't forget that. Yeah. Yeah. He is coaching for his life right now. And well, Nebraska the, needs to go back to the Big 12. And what's the thing when the hot seat gets hot, those guys tend to overcoach, right? You start micromanaging everything, and ultimately you're forgetting why you hired people. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying he's not a good play caller because when he was at yeah. uh he was at UCF, right? Yeah. 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 They went 13 and 0. National yeah. champions. Yeah. Oh God, Alabama would have. They wanted Bama, Steve. Alabama would have beat them down. <laughs> Didn't they? They beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, they did yeah. beat a good team in the bowl game. Like, yeah. But he's also changed his offense. Like back then, they were not this quick, fast paced they would, but they were, it was kind of like Gus, his offense. They were RPO, they were condensed formations. And then he got to Nebraska and, he, and all of a sudden he goes, oh, I'm going to go fast paced because. 
no, that's not the type of kid you're going to recruit there. Yeah. yeah. You're well, going to get those cornbread Wisconsin, Nebraska kids that you just got to run the ball. Well, I was telling Nathan, I read a story right before the game of his last two recruiting classes. He has like three guys still on campus from both of those classes. They all transferred out. Hey, all you football coaches out there, I know if you're like me, we want to be simple. And we're always looking for a way to add to the game. Drills, plays, all that stuff. Okay? So if you're like me and you're looking for drills, you're trying to figure out how to do this, well, there's no simpler way than getting back to the basics. So I want to thank Coach Stone for contributing, sponsoring this podcast, helping me out with other things. So I need you guys, if you want to get back to the basics, you need to go get this book, Back to the Basics Football Drill Manual, from Back to the Basics from Coach Stone Football. This book is 500 pages, over 500 pages. And it goes from offense, defense, special teams, tackling, turnovers, everything that you need is right here. You get this book and you look at all of his other stuff, you will never need to go look up another drill again. It has like all these drills. I kid you not. This book has it for you. Okay. So if you're like me and we also talk about becoming simple, we're always talking about making things easier on our players. Back to the basics is for you. So please go to coachstonefootball.com. It has this book on there. I believe this was his first, was Coach Stone's first one. You need to go on there and get it. Um, coachstonefootball.com. It's on there. I think it's on Amazon, but if you go to his website, there's so much other stuff. I recommend going to the website. Um, there's other books on there, but this is the first one you need to look at for drills from all aspects of the game. There's over 100 drills, I believe, in this book. So again, go to coachstonefootball.com. Go get this book and let's get back to the basics. The Coach Steve Show is sponsored by the Launchpad Kickoff Team. If you're a football coach out there, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter, and you're looking for that edge for your special teams, for your kicker, for the kickoff, onsides, you guys need to go to launchpadkickofftee.com. If you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, okay? The Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS, to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go to two and get more percent off, or there's an option to buy four. If you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees, if you like it so much, when you use the code CSS, you'll get the fourth one free. So instead of paying full price for all four, you'll get three. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS, use the code CSS, get 10% off, buy four to get the fourth one free. This is a game changer, guys. It does more than just hold your balls. Go get the Launchpad Kickoff Tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season.
So if that don't tell you anything, like that's brutal. Because evidently he wasn't recruiting the Midwest at all. He was trying no. to recruit Florida. It's a Lovey Smith thing all over again. Yeah, it's like Nebraska is dealing with the Lovey Smith experience because he thinks because he coached down there he can go down there and get these kids. But it's like, wait a minute, that's not going to happen. See, here's the thing though. I think to have a good culture, like even Alabama, they always lock down like the top four Alabama kids in the state. You know what I mean? Like if you're Nebraska, you recruit at home, that's your culture. And then you bring in pieces to complement and like exploit those other things. That's what Illinois is doing right now. Like let's lock down our state. Let's get some, and we have some good ass football players in Illinois, lock down our state, get some good ass football players in here and let's sprinkle in a Texas and a couple of Floridas, and we'll pick up a couple transfers if we're really hurting at a position, and we'll just sprinkle these guys in. You can't have your core be outsiders. And think about how fast, like, you bring someone in with the right attitude, that turned around for Illinois. Well, look, so, Jay Lehman and Britt Miller, Decatur yeah, and Champagne. Like, in, in this recruiting cycle, Illinois is too – Two wins, one loss against Iowa for recruits head up. In a million years, I never would have thought that would happen in year one. Well, we're, guess where Bielma learned how to recruit? At Iowa, Off because Iowa. Iowa Iowa does that. They said, we're going to lock down Iowa, and guess what kind of kids they get? Fullbacks and big linemen. Yeah. So that's what they cater to. And then they say, okay, we're going to go to Illinois and get outside guys. We're going to go here, we're going to go here. And, and just get what else we need. And they normally get one of our top linemen from the state, from the Chicago area. Well, right. and Bielema, like right when he first got hired, is one of my favorite things he ever said. He was like, when I was at Wisconsin, my favorite thing to do was recruit Illinois because no one was recruiting it. And I was like, yeah. there you go. And if you look at it, they're, uh, they, well, I forget what it was. He was, Bielema had a press conference and he was talking about like, I recruit these offensive linemen, and then I let them recruit the other guys. Which is ultimately what they've done. You look at like Hunter Whitenack and uh, the the kid. The, Joey Okla. The kid from Iroquois West, Aiden Loffrey. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I know that they have the kid offered from Arthur Lovington. They had the kid from Rochester decommit and come to us. Like, Yeah. And and that's like it's one thing to get like the Chicago guys, but like the downstate guys, like Loffrey, the kid from uh, Iroquois West, like those kids don't come around very often. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and well, it matters to get those guys exactly because then gonna... their whole community comes to the games. Yeah, he said that the other day. They asked him about, it and he said, "One of my biggest." positives is i understand southern illinois and central illinois he goes i understand how it works he goes i got guys taking care of chicago he goes i understand how it works down there he goes we have to get them he goes they can't go to missouri they can't go here they can't go here i have to get them and so northwestern better watch out because how many illinois guys that do they have they have a ton yeah and he's going to take them well he said illinois produces on a normal year, Illinois produces between 20 and 30 power five players. 
you can fill a roster with that. Yeah. And he you wants know. all of them. He wants all of them. He's he like, wants all of them, but even if we only get half. That's a success. Like You get wins. half every year, so you have like 40 Illinois kids on your roster. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not even assuming freshmen. You know, if you can have 15 freshmen, so half and like 10 every year, oh, yeah, that would be nice. Now, I will say like – the recruiting is one thing, but the development's another. And I think that's a piece of the Lovey Smith thing that gets underrated how bad they were was just development of talent. Yeah. And it, I don't know if you, I noticed it on defense and then like with offensive skill positions, we rotated everyone. They were rotating D line every other play. Like obviously you have Owen Wilson and Isaiah Gay who. Yeah. Owen Carney, sorry, and Isaiah Gay, who are two very good defensive end outside linebackers, but they were putting freshmen out there to get reps. Well, you like they put the Norwood kid out there. Well, we had Norwood, Epstein, Chase Brown. We used like four or five running backs. Yeah. And the, you know who the receiver was that caught that long pass? Uh -uh. I think it was a, it was a uh, defensive back last year. That kid played corner last year. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And he looked like a natural receiver. Yeah. But I held mean, a catch. Nathan said it earlier. We have coaches that coached FCS ball or small division one schools. And so what do they do? They look, they get these kids that sometimes are maybe walk-ons or half scholarship. And they're like, oh, you played corner? You're better at wide receiver. Oh, Isaiah Williams, yeah, you're a quarterback. Eh, you're our jack guy. Like, this is what you can do. And we're actually going to use you. It right. isn't like, uh, hey, we're going to move you and then just never utilize you. And how we happy. Actually, like, used him. How much did the stadium go crazy when Luke Ford caught a touchdown? Yeah. The that whole was stadium big... was like, Luke. Yeah. And then when he almost got one, I thought he was here on the sideline. I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I was actually really worried because we actually ran a lot of two tight end stuff. Oh, I love and, it. That helps out the zone game because you're opening then, up the gap. And then the it. touchdown that we scored with uh, Luke jumping up in the air and catching that, I kind of called that. I said, we like we got to have some sort of an action because these guys are just flying upfield. Mm-hmm. Like Nebraska was just flying in the box. Well, that's we have three running backs that can pop up a 20-yard run. Yeah. And you got those offensive linemen, I'd be thinking run. And for a guy that got on campus super late, how good did Epstein look? He looked like a stud. God, he has he like negative looks- negative body fat percentage is what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. Meatball. He's literally a ball of muscle. Yeah. Well, um Nebraska, hey, poor Nebraska though. The last last thing I'll say about Illinois. How happy are you for Art Satowski? That dude got thrown into a crappy situation at Rutgers through like four touchdowns and 20 interceptions as a freshman because that team was so terrible and now came to Illinois and might have won a starting job. Yeah. For what will like, be a competent offense. He was like 70% passing. Because they kept the game percentage. simple. It was a yeah. simple – 
that's what I loved about halftime. They adjusted and they said, what can he do? Oh, he can do all of this. That's what we're going to do. What I didn't like was like the first two series we had him in there, though, is just run, 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 run. And it was like when he completed that first down pass on first down, right? We ran like a comeback or something. I was like, okay, now they're going to have to honor that. And then he hit the big one. And I was like, yeah, they're really going to have to start paying attention. Yeah. Like now the field has not went side to side and playing in the box. Now you've got to defend it horizontally and vertically. And that was huge. Um, and he looked like minus when he first came in, he looked scared. Yeah. But then I don't know who talked to him on the sideline, but the next time we saw him, he looked calm as can be. Yeah. And he was just like calm the rest of the game, made good decisions, didn't put the ball in harm's way, like really good, good play. Yeah. I don't think we've ever talked about an Illinois game for 36 minutes. And, and it'll not, be positive. Okay, and not so, talk about firing a head coach or <laughs> something else that takes us off on a tangent. So should we – it obviously wasn't all good. So where are the room for – where's the room for improvement here? Because obviously okay. there was. Gave up big plays on defense. You know, there was – like you said, when you run man coverage against a running quarterback, like that big one he popped off, everyone churned because they're playing man. And yeah. if you don't keep somebody in the middle or stunt in the middle – or just have those defensive ends not make a play. Like, just tell them yeah. you're going to sit there and squeeze it in, stunt in the middle so that way they stay in. That was right. And then after we put up the 30 points, I don't know if we took the foot off the gas. We just weren't getting a big push. But I also think Nebraska was in a panic mode and just said, screw it. Like, yeah. we're just going to fly up. Yeah. I, I don't think – yeah, so my thing was was the first quarter was slow and the fourth quarter was slow. But those middle two quarters, we were winning 30-9 to nine at one point against Nebraska. That's not bad. That's pretty good. That's and not bad. I will say our, our offensive line looked rough. They were not put in an easy position at the end of that game to salt the game away. Like – Nebraska loaded the box, and we were still getting like six yards a pop on some of these runs. That offensive line impressed the hell out of me. But I think there's room to improve. I did like when we brought in the uh, extra lineman. Did you see that, Steve? Brought in number 54. He looked like a more of a – he was a very lean tackle. Let's put it that way. Well, that's what Bielma was doing at Wisconsin. So that's why yeah. I like – like they kept saying Bielma ball, Bielma ball – but it's not under center anymore all the time. It's we're going to go shotgun and do it now. Like you want to talk about unbalanced, bring in an extra offensive lineman at tight end, then put a tight end on the outside of him, and then put another tight end in the H-back spot behind them. Like that's, yeah, that's what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, at one point we were running like two tight ends, two H-backs, and Nathan and I look at each other, we're like, it's the full house. <laughs> Yes. No, I I don't know. Um, and then we just let Nebraska have, what, a six-minute drive? Is it six or seven minutes? Yeah. We Down at the end of the game. Them up. At the end of the game, we had almost doubled them up in time of possession, even with the slow first quarter. Yeah. It was 28 to 14 on time of possession. When I, I remember when I looked at the clock. 
I, you just have to clean that up. But again, like when you make them do that, you're so close. You're just a play or two away from them not doing that. So I'm not so concerned about that because it wasn't big plays during that drive. It was nickel and dime, nickel and dime. But I think Illinois' mindset was, okay, you can do this. We're going to let you do this. Yeah, it was a calm confidence. Like once yeah. they got up 30 to nine, they were like, all we have to do is throw salt in the wound, run the ball, and we're going to get out of here with a win. But but again, Nebraska is not that bad. They Martinez is a good quarterback. They have good Martinez tight ends. Is a good quarterback. They have good out receivers and tight ends. Like people are I've been on another podcast where they said Nebraska's back. Coach Bennett out there in South Carolina, he knows. He told me he's like they're going to beat Illinois. And I said, if Lovey Smith can beat Illinois last year and we bring back the exact same team with better coaches, that we're going to beat Nebraska. Yeah. So, but Nebraska's good. Like, they should be pretty good. That's a good team. So I'm not so mad that they nickel and dime down the field. Like, that's what they're supposed to do. But Scott Frost is coaching for his life for the second year row. He's on the hot seat in the spring. I think he's – I think – that if they had a guy who was secure in his position, they would be a lot better. Right. Because Martinez, when he broke off that run, dude, he outran everybody. Our defensive backs couldn't even. Yeah, there was no catching him. Like, we weren't making a dent in that closing speed. No. He was gone. He's the only three-time captain in Nebraska history, I think. So, like, there's a reason. He's good. And their tight ends are athletic. And Dude, like, it's just a rough look. His one tight end is six nine, and he overthrew him on a five yard out route. That's the only thing with Martinez is he's kind of short. Yeah, yeah. But Juice Williams, they said he was six two, but he was actually like five ten. <laughs> it says you're six six. Well, I'm five six. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like me saying I'm Steve, and then just being me. You know, like yeah. Steve's up here and I'm down in a different he's like in the stratosphere and I'm down I'm in the bogs. Yeah. So uh, now I'm ready to be heard again. We're we're doing this whole so, thing and next I'm ready to be heard all over again, but I don't You know what what I liked was it wasn't just a win, but there was intangibles that showed me that the players are bought in. Like even if we lose that game. I loved what I saw on the sideline because I hadn't seen that in like three or four years. And we were actually like, we looked like a football team. Yeah. And the no cramping thing's huge. Clearly somebody did what they were supposed to do with that. Yeah. I, I figured my thing that I didn't like that they did yesterday. Really room for improvement. When Nebraska went to that hurry up at the end of the game. Our defensive linemen were walking to the line and they weren't getting set before the snap. You remember seeing that? Yeah. And it got sloppy. Or on that big run when that defensive back's just like standing there because the receiver stopped and the guy's like running down the field behind him and he had no clue. Mm -hmm. Or no, it it was, uh, it was Martinez had that big run towards the horseshoe, Steve, and they had all ran those verts. And the the one defensive back's just standing next to the receiver. The receiver's just standing there. And the and our defensive back had no clue what was going on. Yeah. I think some work against the hurry up in practice 
yeah. would do us some good. Because I don't know. Who do we play next? Oh, it's UTSA. Which that's that's a trap game. They're the UTSA is good. Yeah, they're like, I I looked. Their starting receivers are from Texas and UCLA. A coach that I do another podcast with, he's a UTSA guy. He he talks to coaches there, like he talks to college coaches. They're good. And yeah. so a lot of people are picking UTSA to beat Illinois. Like a lot. Well, we just got to come out with our head up, out of our ass. Because with Lovey, I would be really fearful. And I think Belim is going to be like, hey, boys, 1-0 is great. 2-0 is even better. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think we will clean up things, like, you know, like the hurry-up stuff. I think we'll clean that up. And I think blow for blow, I think we'll be all right. Well, like it's almost a good thing that stuff happened because now they, how do you bounce back from it? Yeah. So sometimes you need those bad things to happen and thank God you're up 30 to nine when it happens. But yeah. like, I trust Beal almost going to fix it. Cause remember he's a defensive guy, so he'll fix yeah. it. Well, at one point our, our ends were stand up and we were using just two interior tackles. But that's what I like it, about Bielma. It, it looked like the New England style or like when Philadelphia, like Brad brought this up, when Philadelphia had Fletcher Cox and it was like, hey, Fletcher Cox, you go rush the quarterback and we're going to drop 10. <laughs> you got this. Yeah. Oh, Chris Long, we'll throw him in there to help you out. Like, Yeah. But that's the thing with Bielma. He said that when he got hired. Hey, if we can play a four-two-five, we're gonna play a four-two-five. We can play a three-four. We're gonna do it. If I can do this, we're gonna do it. Hey, can we do all three? Good. Like we're gonna do whatever they can do. Yeah, which was which was good to see because they did in the spring game the exact same thing. If you watch the spring game, they had a three-four, and at one point they did like a it looked like the four-six with all stand-up guys, and it was like, what are you doing? Now, on to some more. Uh, some negatives because Brad, Brad and I talked about this. Illinois needs to stop charging students for their student section. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Cause it's like what 50 or 60 bucks for them. Yeah. But I mean, still it's like, if you have a student ID, like what if you don't have tickets? If you have a student ID, let them in. Yeah. You want to get a raucous student section, make it free. And they already they already shoot themselves in the foot because they put the student section thirty feet up. Yeah. So they can be loud, but it, it's not going to affect the game unless that thing's full. Like, and yesterday it was full for like the first time I've ever seen it. For the first time since the night game against Michigan in two thousand and seven, when we went to the Rose Bowl that year, and they had yeah. Mario Manningham and those guys. My cart, yeah, it was the last time that thing had been full. Well, like, why can't you say, Oh, you're a student here and you're paying forty thousand dollars a year to come here? You are allowed to go into this game for free 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, that's what other teams do. Yeah. I told Nathan, I was like, it makes sense to make them pay for basketball because there's just not a lot of seats. And there's a lot of games. Exactly. But that football stadium is never full. Give those tickets away. Yeah. Start hustling. Go to cams and just be like, hey, you guys want to go to the game? And even if that ticket ends up in the trash, who cares? Because that seat wasn't going to be filled anyways. Exactly. Hey, this is on our game day experience. We need the folding tables. Steve, we need to talk about the game day experience as well because I actually called the T-shirt cannon failure. I said half these things are going to unfold by the time they they like take off. Brad did catch a T-shirt. True. So we know him. Yeah. Is it so now you too? So Brad, you can take that T-shirt back and say, "Hey, this unfolded in midair. I want this shirt and money, and we got to fix this experience." Like, let me yeah. tell you something. Steve, <laughs> we, me and Brad talked about it. We would have had people there for three weeks just absolutely wasted and practicing all the pregame stuff. Because how how rusty did everyone sound trying to do ILL, INI? Yeah. Well, they were just rusty. I was about to bring that up. I think the reason why that student section was full is because of Bielema, but I also think because we just went a whole season where you couldn't go watch a game. Yeah. Because someone talked yeah. about that even in high school. Every coach I talked to said, man, we've never seen this many – people at a game yeah there's a lot of people like you weren't allowed to go i think now people are like oh i'm gonna go one because it was bielma i think that's the big reason i think it was like oh bielma's here okay but the fact that you couldn't go in the spring and like you said they're rusty i guarantee that equipment's rusty i guarantee the game day people are rusty because like we haven't had to do this for a year yeah but they could have hired a tremendous trio to prime everything like that's what you do like in the pregame, you know, is like you – we should be like hype guys. That's what we do. We go around and it's like, hey, y'all, before the team comes out, we need to practice a few things. And then you really <laughs> get the whole crowd involved right before the team comes out so then that way the crowd understands how this is going. Even <laughs> even stuff that's like sacred, like they did the three and one, and like I was even off rhythm clapping because yeah. i hadn't done it in forever if they want to pay me enough money 
I will stop coaching high school sports and put a flyer up. Okay, on Friday night, we're going to practice this game day experience. Meet me Saturday at 8 a.m. We're going to practice it again, and then we're ready to roll at 11 a.m. Steve, if they pay me, I'd give up sports all week. I'd just be done. But that I would do my job. I would make sure that they had the perfect game day experience. But we would somehow get Garth Brooks to perform the three and one at halftime. You don't want our, Garth Brooks. Our office has to be connected to BLMOs at all times. Garth you Brooks fills stadiums. Go go to Garth Brooks's Instagram right now. Why? What's he doing? Just look at the comments on his Instagram. I don't even. I don't have an Instagram. Every other comment on it for anyone watching, look at Garth Brooks's Instagram, and every other comment is where are the bodies, Garth. The families need closure. Oh my god! <laughs> where are the bodies? What do you? <laughs> they just. <laughs> This comedian I follow started having all of his fans, like every time he posts on Instagram, it's all just inside jokes from their podcast. And like they have this theory that Garth Brooks is actually a serial killer. So, so the comments are all like, Garth, I want my parents back. I need closure. <laughs> uh, first Steve, one I clicked on. What was it? Oh, go ahead. Go it's ahead. Tom Segura. Do you still drink sparkling water? Why? <laughs> Yeah, he's the one that did it. And now he's like shadow banned from Garth's. Here's one. Where's my aunt, where's my aunt Sue Garth? <laughs> <laughs> and Steve, so then here was another thing that I kind of thought of, and I bounced it off of Brad, and he thinks it would be hilarious, uh, is if we just were into random college football games dressed as fans of the home team, and then just started screaming to put in their kids that had transferred to other schools. Yes. Yeah, like we're like we should have worn like the, unintelligible fans. Yeah, we should have worn like Nebraska red and be like, put Luke McCaffrey in. We want McCaffrey. <laughs> we'll like that like, lady that was sitting right in front of us that understood nothing about college football. She had no clue what the hell was going on. Yeah. And then I looked back at my wife and I went, don't ever be that stupid. <laughs> you are an intelligent sports fan. If we did that, we'd be like the next bar stool. These three are not allowed in any college sporting events ever. Steve, that would get us viewers. I'm not going to lie. That would actually probably be pretty fun. Oh, yeah. To like go to. It's got to be enough, but not enough. So you got to go to a place where, like Nebraska. If we went to Nebraska, full crowd, and started yelling, put McCaffrey in, we might get killed. Or we, start, we should have started. Have to do, though. We could have been yelling stuff like, shouldn't we have some like extra coaches work on this during the summer? <laughs> <laughs> I hope we don't go under investigation for this. <laughs> Oh, but Steve, I personally, and I think Brad concurs. I wanted to throw this. We need to do that. We need a YouTube content editor and that's what we need to do. Hey, Jacob, we need a YouTube content creator. <laughs> it doesn't pay anything. You'll be paid in safe moon. Whenever Steve gets around to it, <laughs> you'll be paid in safe moon Dogecoin, And I'll give you one share of AMC. <laughs> and I'll send you a case of water. <laughs> Which they needed yesterday. They needed it bad. Yeah, they did. Dasani did not do well in bottling the water. No. They had plenty of beer, but I don't think anyone wanted beer. We were all just sweating. Yeah. 
You had to mortgage your life savings to get enough water to keep you hydrated. Well, they well showed at one the- point, at one point, Nathan's wife left to go get food, and she was gone for an entire quarter and a half. And we were like, "Is she having her baby?" <laughs> yeah. So here's what's crazy is, is they put so Hickory River used to be right in the point of the horseshoe, right outside of our entrance, and it was perfect. The Hickory River Smokehouse. We'd go down, we'd get our fucking pulled pork nachos with our mild sauce, and life was great. They have moved Hickory River to the fucking east uh, freaking corridor thing. And so she was trying to find these goddamn nachos, bless her heart. And she's not very directionally, like, organized. So, like, she was walking around trying to find. uh, Yes. Got it. (laughs) <laughs> Got him. and so she was trying to find it so if anybody goes to an illinois game and you're looking for hickory river you have to go to the east uh the east bleacher concourse area. yeah yeah, east concourse area do not go to the point that is only a beer stand now and i much rather have hickory river that would sell beer um but you know yeah why have any legitimate money. food establishments in the horseshoe? It's just the common folk. Did you? Uh, That's they, showed, they don't care. They don't care about the common folk. Illinois' first touchdown, the camera moved to, I can't remember if it was the student section or one of the sections. This They're pumping up and down. This guy reaches in, pulls out a shooter, and just, and the camera <laughs> stays on it the whole time. And it's just yes. like this. And see, this is the game day experience that we're. That's just a taste. That's just a taste. You you walk in, you walk through the turnstile, and you get handed two shooters, a fireball, and a bush light. And they're like, and go if, for it. And if they ask for anything else, like a Bud Light, we say, get out. Go. Yeah. get out. And it here. doesn't matter how old you are. Nine years old, two shooters, <laughs> fireball, bush light. Go. Go. No, no, no. We got to groom them. So what it would be would be like a cinnamon drink. Yes, like, little kid. Here's your, non- your- here's your virgin fireball shooter. You dump <laughs> this in your Pepsi and you shotgun it. So by the time you're 12, you understand what's going on. <laughs> Say cheers with your dad. <laughs> if we did that enough, I guarantee pregame Brent Bielema would sit in that. Guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. With flip flops on. I wanted part of me wanted Bielema to walk like if we have a Friday game, I want Bielema to coach in his all blue sweatsuit, but have bright orange flip flops. No, here's what I that would have been the way to do it. I can't even remember what the hell I was just gonna say, but it was a genius idea and now it's gone. All I know is fifty six minutes of Illinois talk has been fantastic. Like yes. it, it feels good. Like Oh, Jacob, by the way, Brad Underwood's going to be on the show Hot Ones. He is. I can't wait for that to come out. Just so everybody knows, because I want to go on the record today. Went to OHOP, and Brad Underwood did. I gave him my parking spot. So thank you for your service. Due diligence. Yes. So that deserves that deserves all three of us to go interview him for the podcast, right? Like I gave you the parking spot. Yeah. Now you do something for me. He yeah. would be, he would be sick because like Brad Underwood doesn't like to do interviews anyway. Brad Underwood might make me piss my pants. 
I would be so scared to interview Brad Underwood. I would be, be I would be more ready to interview Bielema. Yes. Bielema's be. like a guy who would sit around the fire. Underwood's like a guy, if you said one thing wrong, I feel like you would be taken out by someone. I would hand oh, him yeah. a I would hand him a fireball, a Pepsi, and a bush line, be like, here you go, calm down. Now we can get going. <laughs> I don't think he drinks. Uh, he would. I would make him. No, because he lost all that weight. Yeah. He, like, he quit drinking. Well, he was walking six miles a day. I know, but he the part of that was he said he quit drinking. Well, the, then only drink hand- he, the only drink he had was after they won the Big Ten Championship. Well, then I can't wait for this hot ones because let's see him. How mad is he going to get if he's, like, dying? <laughs> oh, Jacob had a good question there. Bigger power move. Going on hot ones or showing a cow at the state fair? I mean, showing the cow at the state fair is a big power move. Like, I, I see. I kind of love the fact that he's doing all this because, like, the state of Illinois loves him already. Yeah. Underwood. This is like, just a "we love you more" move. Yeah. You just won all of South of I eighty for the rest of your tenure. Yeah, by going into a pen and showing a cow. Well, the coaches I work with at Nequa, they love Illinois. So they're big, bright Underwood people. So anytime we were at a game in the spring, how's Illinois doing? Steve, can you check on that? You got it. Yeah. I'll be the Illinois guy. I'm like, I'm your Illinois guy. And think, how, how far are we from that being the same for football? You got to have two winning seasons? A couple years, yeah. That's a low bar. Are there two better coaches for U of I than Brad Underwood and Brent Bielema? No. 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 Did you – here was something interesting. So I was on the Twitter, and Orlando Antigua put up an ILL. He was watching the football game yesterday. He left on good terms. Yeah, he did. You know, which, and which Underwood – like, Much respect there. Like, yeah. It makes me wonder if, like, they didn't have a handshake agreement for Antigua to back off of Kofi. Yeah. Maybe. You know what I mean? Because if you're Kofi, why don't you go to Kentucky? I know they brought in a five-star center, but, like, if I'm if I'm John Calipari, I want Kofi Coburn. Yeah. Because he's a difference maker. There probably was, and that says something about Brad Underwood for a guy to be like, you can go, or, or how do I want to say this? Respect between each other. Like, hey, I'm not going to do this to you. Yeah. And we're, we get it. Yeah. Because you got to think about it. Curbelo, Melendez, and Coburn all recruited by Antigua. And stayed. Yeah. And they're all uh, like Caribbean yeah. Influence guys, which Antigua recruited. And 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 that's the big thing is is that Melendez because Melendez owes us nothing, right? Like yeah. He's he's an incoming freshman. And nice to have him stay. Because he's oh Illinois bat like I don't even want to talk about basketball, but I'm really jacked up about that. I'm just jacked up about Illinois sports. I looked at Amy at one point yesterday and I was like, I just, I fucking love college sports. Will our tennis so team and gymnastics team not be the two best men's teams in the university by the end of the year? And they're getting a hockey team, right? Actually, it'll probably it'll probably be golf, men's golf. Oh yeah, 
because they're legit. Um, Which, by the way, former Illini Steve Stricker is now the captain of the uh, Ryder Cup team. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Kind of badass. Um, we should probably start doing these games for next week, though. <laughs> an hour of Illinois. Yeah. We've done an hour of Illinois. We're doing so good about staying on subject. I'll be honest, though. Like we we really did. Like I felt like that was good coverage. A little bit of technical analysis with like game day experience, still because we can always make that better. Exactly. It's just we the fans needed reps. Yeah, they needed to go in there. The card game was way off. The card oh. game is like Cardi Bonics, Steve. Is <laughs> bad. It was terrible. But hey, they get a pass a little bit because it's been a year. Exactly. They need time. Yeah, they need time. Like the beer chug didn't work. Nope. Uh, like it was. It was. What the tailgate look like? Was the tailgate rough? Dude, there no. There was quite a few. There was a lot. So that and also. I will say this shout out to Nebraska. Their fans travel. Oh, buddy. Man, at the beginning of the game, it was like 50 50. The Go Big Red was pretty damn loud. Yeah. They and when respectful, they weren't like assholes. No, they were actually really nice. And like, did you notice those fans like down to the right of us were like, they reminded me of us. Because yeah. at one point, Martinez, like, hit a receiver over the middle, and he stood up, and he's like, we completed a pass to a receiver. <laughs> so, like, when we won, did Illinois fans, like, what is this? What's a going lot of on? people left because it was so freaking hot. I mean, yeah. you got to think, where we were sitting, that scoreboard shadow was perfect for us. The rest of that stadium was in the freaking sun the whole game, unless you were up under one of the lips. Yeah. Well, when they turned the game on, they had the dial right by the turf, and it was like at 102 when it started, and that's just right there. And I was like, oh, my God. And then later on, it's like, oh, it's up to 106 now. Now it's like 108. Now it's – There was only like two cloud breaks the whole time. Yeah. Like like, they didn't last very long. We went outside. We wouldn't have stayed – for an entire game and I stay for every damn game but when they ran out of water it was kind of like an oh shit moment especially having a pregnant wife yeah well like She's when we went outside for we had practice then we had to catch the end of the freshman game just walking outside I was like oh god it's hot and just start sweating yeah it was bad and can we also holler this out to everybody who thinks that just aimless, mindless, just running around keeps you from cramping? Uh, you are, in fact, an idiot. Me and Brad had this discussion yesterday. Uh, you have to experience super high levels of bouts of exercise so that your body learns how to scrub the lactic acid from your body. And so with that being said... For those of you that just run aimlessly and then you wonder why you're cramping up or you don't run at all, just you need to like there is there's a reason it's called game shape. And you get that from being in games, which is repetitive, high intensity bouts. You don't get which, that. Which, by shape. the way, yeah, like uh, uh, lactic acid scrubbing is something that you improve over time with performance, yes. but you yes. have to train that. You can't. There's not a whole lot else you can do. Yep. Just, so shout out to Tank. Yes. I honestly think like 
their defense at one point was on the field forever and held up. And I'll be honest, Steve, coming out of that, it, coming out of the first half, going into the second, Nebraska guys had their hands on hips, and the Illinois offensive linemen were just like standing there drinking water. Yeah. So, so that shade. was. Shout out to them then. Shout out to Bill hiring a good because he hired what a lot of nutrition staff, a lot of this, a lot of that. Doug, Doug Kramer got called for. <laughs> and did you watch the replay of that? No. If you can find it on YouTube, watch it. Doug Kramer fucked that dude up. <laughs> Fair enough. Like he's. We were talking about that. If you're if you're six foot two and you play center in the Big Ten, you got to be nasty. And Doug Kramer's a nasty dude. Like. And then we all. And then we also talked about how God, we're right back on it again. We're back. It's it feels so good. But but uh, we talked about if you're an interior lineman and you're nasty, you can set the tone for an entire line. But if it's like your tackles, a mean dude, it's kind of like he's out there on an island, and he yeah. doesn't really set the tone. Because Nebraska like Nelson immediately improves the entire offensive line. Zach Martin for the Cowboys makes the entire offensive line better. But it's like you have like these elite tackles, and it's like they play an entirely different position than the other the other guys. Yeah, good, really good guards make your whole unit gel. You know, yes. um, and Nebraska's D line was nothing to shake a stick at. They had some dudes. They had some big ass dudes. That number ninety three was one big. <laughs> Looked like Nadamakan Sue was coming yeah. back into college football. Um, Deacon Jones head slap our ass. <laughs> All right, Steve. Games. We got to. <laughs> we we were doing so good keeping time here. But it was just one thing after another. Like usually, it only takes like twenty minutes. Like we lost, we suck. Get rid of them. We're done. I'm like what the hey, hell is going on? Here was Illinois before. Lovey sucks. Sucks. He's stoic. I'm sick of bubble passes. We uh, should play Isaiah Williams. Balance. Uh, <laughs> I'm sick of the cover two game day experience, which was the vast majority because the other five didn't even fucking matter. Yeah. I was like, here yeah. we go again. This all sucks. What about the yeah. game day experience taking a folding table and bashing it up? Like, we might actually have a good football to go along with an amazing game day experience. No, you want to know the poll that Brett Bielema has? Pro football focus brought their two lead uh analysts to that game yesterday hmm. how many times do you think pff has ever gone to an illinois hey. football game but it's because it was week zero i don't care it was still cool no but yeah. illinois was the first college football win of the year and you know because they start their season a week early they get to start recruiting 2023 a week before everyone else nice so uh, Bielema put next year we're playing on week zero again. We play Wyoming. Yeah. Oh, why wouldn't you do that? It gives you a, it gives you one week to so just be in contact. Guys, yeah, and 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 with those guys and the way that they get after it in recruiting, that week could be very very significant. Last Illinois thing, Chester Frazier is the lead recruiter on four more recruits for twenty twenty two. Does that dude not sleep? 
He lives and breathes <laughs> basketball and loves Illinois. You know what's best? At, yeah, he's fr- he is a he is from El- he's actually from Baltimore, but yeah, and he's recruiting a guy from Baltimore right now. Oh shit. He's- he it's Chester Frazier versus who's taken over as the coach at UNC, Hubert Davis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! It's Chester Frazier versus Hubert Davis for this kid, and Chester Frazier's winning. <laughs> like, <laughs> the dude's a stud. <laughs> yeah, and and he just knows Illinois. You know, he's I don't know. I would have liked to have seen Roger Powell in that spot too. It's just always nice when you have a coach that's from the place they can speak to it. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with uh, who's our wide receivers coach? McDonald, George McDonald. That's a huge get for Illinois because he played on at Illinois. He's brought in players like the dude gets it. Yep. So. All right, Brian, okay. what's your Thursday game that you're looking at for yeah. Thursday? That's Yeah. I think it's got to be Ohio State Minnesota. What is it? Ohio State minus 13.5? Yes. That seems low. It does seem low. I would take Ohio State minus the points. Is it because Ohio State has a new quarterback? You think that's why it's only it seems, it seems low. Did they lose uh Master what the fuck's his name? Master Teague? Yeah. Mm-mm. They, I think he's they lost Trey Sermon. Yeah. He's in the league now. They somebody reported, Teague. though. Somebody reported this is the best wide receiver group Ohio State has had. Well, yeah, it's Chris Olave, Wilson, and they have a five-star freshman. Or, is that going to get the start? Oh, buddy. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. Not their five-star quarterback. Oh. Five-star freshman receiver. Okay. Quinn Ewers is going to sit a year. Okay. He already signed a million-dollar NIL deal, though. You know what's going to happen? These these businesses are going to say, hey, we're going to give you $500,000, but some of that's going to pay your tuition. So then the school can take that scholarship and go get somebody else. That's what's going to happen. I don't know if they'll do that. You could just be a walk-on. You can be a walk-on. True. Pay your tuition, start, and then they can take that scholarship and go get something else. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how much – if Illinois football gets good, and by good I mean – Nine and three? Nine and three. If they're nine and three with any amount of consistency, how much NIL money flows into that program? Oh, for sure, because how much – there's some boosters – like it's gonna happen. They're they're low key is some deep pocketed boosters for Illinois. Yeah. Like there's the chance for some real NIL money. That's why we have the eight name head football coach. <laughs> Brought to you by the Taliban. Yeah. Brought to you by not Geico because we can't use another car insurance. <laughs> Um, so Ohio State, I think also because they're curious about Minnesota. Like, I'm very it's a, curious. It's a prove it year for PJ Fleck. Yeah, because you got stomped by Michigan last year. You lost Bad. Illinois last year. 
yeah. Illinois that wasn't very good. Yeah. It's tough to recruit in Michigan, though. I think PJ Flex is a great CEO. He's probably a great motivator. Not saying he can't recruit, but that's a tough place to recruit, too. Like Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Minnesota and Michigan. Yeah. They're tough. Um, but yeah, I'm taking Ohio State minus 13 and a half. I think CJ Stroud's going to be good. I think that line's low because of him, though. Because he's just an unknown. Right. Yeah. They're playing it safe. Yeah, because you're taking Justin Fields away, who was one of the most like efficient college passers. Yeah. And going to an unknown at quarterback. I mean, you have two elite wide receivers, but does Minnesota do they, on defense do they run man or do they run uh or do they run zone? Do we know? It's both. I believe they run they run a four two five formation wise, but I don't know exactly what. Because if it's man, I would say Ohio State will obliterate them with the shallow crosses. But if they run a zone, it might be a slow game for a half. Yeah. But I don't see Minnesota scoring. Yeah, that too. You know, like Ohio State's just got playmakers on defense. Well, and they run that 4-4, and they pack everything down. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what they did to Clemson. They're like, we're just going to sit in this 4-4, and then they tried against – uh, who did they play after Clemson? Alabama? Mm-hmm. And Alabama's like, nope. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Good nope. luck with that. Um, Before we get into all these, can we talk about how packed week one is? It's packed. Like on Saturday, I have like 12 games written down, half because they just look interesting. Or yeah, I I've got on a podcast or something. I've got 10. For Saturday. Well, shit. So, how are we gonna? Are we gonna do like your locks, and then like what is a good bet, and then an upset alert? Like, is that what? How are we doing this? Yeah, because I think the Ohio State thing's a lock. That thirteen point five has to be That's Ohio lot. State straight up minus the points. I like the Boise State UCF game. UCF is only minus five. And Boise State having a new head coach come in. Gus has something to prove. I think he's just going to – I think Gus is going to be free-flow coaching because Auburn those last two years, he had a lot of pressure. Do you want to do – okay, so before we get it, do you want to do that we'll each do our picks? So we'll do – we'll each have a lock and an upset. Now, do you want to do – about? Do you want to do the upset like straight up? Or against the spread? Against the spread. Okay. Um, I think me and Nathan have the same upset. Right and then now. a game we feel good about, yeah. Steve, you better not have taken mine. Hey, whose name is on this? That's true. Goddamn. <sighs> Sex getting put in your place. Yeah, goddamn, Steve. You hurt my asshole. Steve, Steve never flexes, but when he flex, that didn't hurt. That, that hurt. Yeah, that you hurt. Because there's ready. another one. There's another one I want to do an upset on, but I've already said they're going to compete with Ohio State in the Big Ten, so it's really hard for me to call it an upset. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a bitch. No, you can keep. You can keep it. Okay. We should have probably planned this out better. <laughs> 
Because there's just so many good games, though. Like, Here, you want me to start? You go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> my feel-good one, I, just, I feel good about Texas minus nine. Oh. Can me and Nathan just pounce on Brad right here? This, this, this was our <laughs> upset. Okay. That's upset alert. Yeah. I know. I know. And that Louisiana team is low-key good. They bring back a lot of players. I think there's a lot of talent on that Texas team. They had kind of the Illinois thing. They had just a coach that was over coaching last year. And I, I want to give Sark the benefit of the doubt. He went through the Nick Saban whitewash where it's like, yeah, you were an alcoholic, but now you were with Nick Saban. So you're a good guy again. <laughs> You've seen the Lord. You've seen the Lord and Savior, Nick Saban. So I think that's. Oh, before you continue, there was a picture put up of like, how long until we see this? And it shows Nick Saban sitting there like the Godfather and Scott Frost is there like in front of the table. <laughs> like how long till we see Scott Frost go to Alabama? It, I think he's headed there. I don't think, I don't think Saban wants him. No, like an analyst. Like you're going to be Nick Saban's analyst. Like that's all it says. You're going to be the guy in charge of making sure Nick Saban has the right shoes. And if you screw it up, you're going right back to Nebraska. (laughs) I swear to God. To be tarred and feathered. Um, (laughs) And then my upset is Miami plus 18 and a half. Oh, my God. I know, but I, I believe in it. That's a big spread. 18 and a half is big. I feel good about – Oh, you're going against them just losing. Okay. You're not picking them. No. No. God, no. No, I I feel good with them getting 18 and a half because I think it's going to take them a half to figure out their offense. Exactly. Alabama, new quarterback, new offensive coordinator. They lost several offensive linemen. Their left tackle switching from right tackle. Miami has a history of good defensive ends like – there's a chance here. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm saying there's a chance they cover 18 and a half points. Oh, I mean, that's, that's damn okay. near three. That that that's a, like a three possession game. Okay, I take yes. back. You're not a bastard. I take it back. <laughs> Easy. Well, honestly, that was one of my locks, but like I think Miami plus 18 and a half. I think Alabama wins by like 10 or something like that. Yeah. Um. And then my sneaky lock here. Is Old Miss minus nine and a half against Louisville? Okay, so I think Louisville sucks. We, how many topics are we doing? You just had like eight. Come on, Big Cat. What what, what is going no, on? He went. He went upset. What? Who was your game? Upset? I upset game. I feel good about. Yeah. And my lock. Feel good. Upset. Lock. And then sneaky. You had a sneaky one. No, 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 I just said sneak. Well, I'm I'm gonna do four. Well, okay, then I want okay. four. You just did four. Fuck. I, I didn't do four. I did my upset was Miami plus eighteen and a half. Yes. My feel good one was Texas minus nine. Who was and your lock? We... My lock was Old Miss minus nine and a half. Oh, I thought that was your sneaky one. No, I think the sneaky one. Would probably be Wisconsin minus four point five. Yeah, let's do that then. Let's do those four. I think that is pretty fair. Yeah. And then we all have the Illinois one, so we actually have five. If you want to be technical, yeah, Illinois but plus or minus seven. 
I don't like Illinois getting points. No, that. Yeah. No, I mean minus points. I don't like Illinois yeah. minus points. But I'll take it. If I had to bet that, yeah. Oh, if I had to bet that, yeah, it could be a field goal game. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Steve, now that you've complained enough about my picks, why don't you go ahead and go? Why don't you take a seat, Steve? Just take I've been sitting this whole time. Steve, just take a seat. So I th- well, let's see. Here's what sucks. Me and Nathan have the same upset. We do. It's okay. I can find another upset if you want to throw that out there. We can do both. We can, there's nothing wrong with. Because my upset was raging Cajuns beating Texas. Yes, I agree. So I think Steve Sarkeesian's going to show why he's only an assistant coach in his and first game. In my opinion. Raging Cajuns are a good team. They're well coached. That head coach, he's a hot commodity. He's turned down Division One jobs because he wants to stay there and win. He can recruit, and Texas is like, Texas is in a bad spot. Texas it's is like, moving on from their quarterback. I mean, they're going to have talent, no doubt. But I would take Sarkeesian to me is a wild card. He he took an Atlanta offense that was one of the top offenses in the NFL and put him in the bottom five. And then, yeah, he called plays for Alabama, but he ran an Alabama offense that every offensive coordinator runs. That really Lane Kiffin. Yeah, that Lane Kiffin design, basically. So I don't trust Sarkeesian. All gas, no brakes. That's an East St. Louis thing. That's not a Steve Sarkeesian thing. We've been saying that for like nine years. Yeah. Now, this is embarrassing. I can't – what's the LSU numbers? Minus four. Minus four? Mm-hmm. I feel good about taking LSU minus four. Damn it, Steve. Don't you dare. You've been shitting on LSU Who, for me? a year. Yeah. Me? You're like, oh, they're not going to be good. I never once said that. It may not have been you. We yeah. all love Coach I, just, I attribute all bad college football takes to Steve. I wonder why I get <laughs> get on outside somewhere by people. Like you're starting stuff. I've been telling everybody. Like Steve does Steve has no faith in Illinois football or the Bears. Or anybody. Just to rile people no one, up and make a man. No wonder why nobody subscribes. I don't I don't have faith in the Chicago Bears because Justin Field Jim Miller wants to talk shit about uh uh, Trubisky not pushing the ball down the field. Justin Fields had seven completions for 50 yards. For okay, let's not, let's not with the Bears. You want to hear I my bringing it up? You want to know my lock straight up? And maybe this is Nathan's too. Who knows? What's that? What is it? Georgia's going to be Clemson. That's a good one. That's my lock. Not the points. I'm just straight I up. I mean, it's only three. Yeah, it's only three. So was it Clemson minus three? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Georgia plus three then. I think that's good. I like that. And then my sneaky one is, uh, where'd it go? It's Iowa is minus three and a half. I think it's going to be Iowa wins by three. Like, that's going to be a close game. Indiana and, I, and Iowa. We got to keep track of these two. 
because we have to put that up there, like what our record is. Yeah. So are we? We are all one and up. We're all one and zero. Point. How much? Who wants to? Do I need to make an Excel sheet and just keep track? Yeah, make a Google sheet so we can. But you can just edit it. Yeah. Well, then you'll have to send them to me. I wrote mine down. I got Raging Cajuns as the upset. I yeah. feel good about LSU minus four. And we got to wait these two. So you guys took Illinois with the spread, but I took Illinois head up. Well, I think I said head up. Okay, no. Why don't we just take, like, your lock? Because the upset, I feel like if you call the upset, like, that's, like, that's a big deal. Yeah. A lock is like a one-pointer. Uh, upset's a two-pointer. You just get so, points. Yeah, why don't we do points? So if your lock doesn't win, it's minus two. But if it wins, it's plus one. <laughs> oh, that you're makes gonna it keep track of this. You're going to do the Google Sheet now. That is too okay, much. Okay, that's fine. I can, I can do the Google Sheet. Everybody send me their, their okay. picks. All right. Now, when we say straight up, does that mean we're taking plus the points then? No, 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 no. Straight up is just like they're going to win the game. Okay. So upset, Raging Cajun straight up. I'm not going with the points. I'm just upset Raging Cajuns will win. My feel good is LSU minus four. And it's got to be games you can actually win money off of because obviously I'm not going to take Wake Forest head up against the Monarchs when they're oh, right. 31 and a half point favorites. Because one of the games I was going to talk about was I thought Citadel and Coast Carolina, which can't bet on it. There's no odds anywhere. Yeah, there's yeah. no odds. I can't find them. Uh, my lock is Georgia straight up. And then Iowa minus three and a half. Damn. You ain't going to take the points with Georgia? Just take the points. Yeah, no, Steve. You only got to do the straight up for the upset. Okay, then lock. Okay, so, okay, sorry. So upset Wait, we're lock. doing straight up for the upset? Yeah. So I have to change mine, but I like that more. I like yeah, that. I, I like Louisiana Lafayette plus. We nine. went from like six people like watching to one with this <laughs> slapdick oh. betting thing. Okay, so when I timestamp this, good hour of Illinois, and then a shit half hour shit. of, <laughs> of shit organization. We're just we're just like Illinois fans right now. We need the reps. We're trying to figure it out. <laughs> instead um, of, well, instead of, uh, I can't even remember what I was going to say. Continue on. Oh, instead of just, just call it like, you know, podcast shenanigans. That's what we call it when we go off on a tangent. And then quick shout out. Eastern Michigan is going to play. Shout out to their O-line GA coaches on my podcast will be released in a couple weeks. And Syracuse is going to play Ohio University. I helped out Dino Babers at EIU. And Coach Rudolph is the offensive line coach at Ohio, who, if you have O-line questions, send him a message. He sent me stuff for, like, inside zone. So nice. shout out to Coach Rudolph. And, Brad, yes, I am that good. <laughs> um, so since the upset has to be straight up, I'm changing to UCLA straight up over – LSU. Talk about me hating LSU. You just take a seat. I'll, I'll take a seat. Okay, so upset, straight up, feel good can be whatever. Yeah, the rest of them are going to be against the spread. Okay, so Georgia 
is what what I say minus three or plus Georgia's three. plus three. I'll take Georgia plus three. And then Iowa, and then sneaky. Can that be anything? Yeah. It's like sneaky good pick. You Ooh, guys okay. are really taking all my damn picks. So what if I said Indiana plus three? You can do that. They're only going to lose by three. Yeah. Really? I'm going to do that. I'm going to get – okay, that's my sneaky. Okay, Indiana plus, plus – I three have it at three and a half. Yeah, that's fine. Who are they playing? Where are they at? Iowa. Indiana plays Iowa. Oh, shit. At Iowa. Why can't I bet on that game? I don't know. Because we're in Illinois. Is Penix back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think Iowa's, Iowa's going to be good, though. Like, that's why this is my sneaky one. But, like, Iowa's going to be good. And the upset has to be head up. Yep. Hold on. I got to go through my fucking things then. <laughs> Next week, we'll have this done ahead of time. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold the phone. Where's Michigan State at? Or Mississippi State? Mississippi State is minus 23 and a half versus Louisiana Tech. Don't be That's not going to happen. That's yeah, not going to happen. Do that. No, I was going to take – somebody's got to take Louisiana Tech plus 23 and a half. I don't think Mississippi State – Louisiana Tech's good. Before we made the upset, not the point spread, the actual <laughs> upset, I'm going to take, and I feel bad because uh, the school I coach at has a kid on the football team there, but I'm going to take Oregon State over Purdue. I like oh. it. I like it. I'm going to take Oregon State over Purdue. My lock is going to be North Carolina over Virginia Tech. And I'm going like to like give those five and a half. And then my feel good is LSU minus four. So somebody's got to be right. What's your I, think Ed, I think Ed Ogeron, he knows what he needs to do and he'll get it done. He had a young team last year. They're one play away from beating Florida. They he'll did have, beat Florida. He'll, are they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, Florida. Yeah. So, yeah. I like – I always get that shoe thing screwed up. But, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think I think they'll come out and they'll play well. And I, th I think Chip Kelly needs one more year to get all of his guys to where he can do what he wants to do. He may not make it a year. Chip Kelly? Yeah, they're already talking about – Why? You're He's used to, a, you are the sh you were shit. You're literally shit. Hey, don't look at me. I'm just letting you know they've already talked about like are UCLA people like Auburn people? I think I so. Think so. Yeah. UCLA is like the Auburn of the West. There's yeah, because UCLA is so obsessed with being USC. Yeah, they're they've got they've got small man syndrome. Yeah. With the big brother. So yeah. Brad, did you get all that for your Google sheet? No, we're gonna. You guys have to text me your picks, and I'll put them in there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, Dude, by the way, uh, Notre Dame is only seven and a half over Florida State because of a new DC and a new quarterback for Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. 
if they can still run the ball with that offensive line, I think they're better than a touchdown. I think they are too. People are high on Florida State, though. I don't know why. Why? Because they're going to be way better. That's why. Yeah. You said it in the thing. They are high. (sighs) Yeah, it seems like a bad decision. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think we uh, we did a good job. We kind of stayed below two hours here. Yes. And got all the picks in and got that all sorted out. Next week, it'll be like a five-minute deal. Exactly. And then we can talk about Illinois for an hour, 20 minutes. Yes. Now, we're all comfortable. Illinois going to win and minus the points. Or is it going to be closer than that? If I was going to bet that game. Just Illinois straight up? Yes. I would take Illinois straight up. I don't know about against the spread. I think it's a field goal game. If they made that game a three-point, three-and-a-half, I probably wouldn't take it either. Oh, I would take it at three-and-a-half. You would take it at minus three-and-a-half? Yeah. I think that we are kicking a field goal to win by, like, two. There's going to be some weird-ass freaking thing where we're down two points or something (laughs) and have to kick a field goal. That's why at, one point, at one point the game was six to two yesterday. Yeah, you know there's going to be some weird shit. True, true. Well, I don't know. I I will take. You know what? No, I'll take Illinois minus seven. I will. I think they have a lot of a lot going for them right now. Big first win against Power Five school conference. I know UTSA is going to be pretty good, but at the same time, I think Bielema is smart enough to be like, hey, there's only one game. Yeah. There's a small part of me that wants to change my sneaky to Alabama will win by 18 and a half. Because no, I want really to You can't a... just flip-flop. Whose name's on the show? This is like, this is like Michael Scott. Snip, 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 snip. You can't keep doing that. No, only, only because you didn't have kids. So I snipped. Then he said you didn't want. You might want to have kids. So snip. Snip. Snip, only snip, because snip, snip. I watched Miami last year and I'm not impressed. Like George St. Pierre, I was not impressed with your performance. <laughs> no, well, no, not going to do it. All right, talk myself okay. out of it. All right, just text me your picks, and then I'll, okay. I'll put them in the Excel sheet. Roger. Okay. So we're done. Yeah, we're done. We did it. We did it. Steve, All I do right. have some questions, though, off the podcast, so don't just exit. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're done. All right. All right. Blouses. Blouses. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.